Hey guys, hope you're all doing well. Stephen Scullion here. As usual, in case there's any new listeners, documenting my um, marathon training stroke journey to try and qualify for the Olympic Marathon in Tokyo 2020. We're doing really good. We opened the year up with a PB at Houston Marathon 214.34, so that's great. Um, this is day six, I guess, post Houston Marathon and mainly it's just been recovery all week. I had to travel back from America so it's important to just take it a little bit easier because of the travel and obviously because of a marathon. I told you guys yesterday that I wasn't going to run. I had a meeting with the gym coach and so when I was down at the Sports Institute I seen my physio and he he actually suggested that it might be because it's hamstrings he said it might be fine to I guess try running um he basically said if I if I couldn't run if it was sore for example like really sore then to cycle but if I could run even for 10-15 minutes then it would just get a bit of blood flow in, in the hamstrings and that might speed up the recovery process and it's something to do with releasing acetone maybe so Thursday night I had massage, Friday I seen um, the physio, <coughs> he worked through my glutes, worked through hamstrings again, worked through lower back, there was a locking on, there's a lot of tightness, there's a lot of, there is a little bit of damage, he said there's no tears in the hamstrings and he said if we grade hamstring tears as one, two, three or four I think as well, he basically said that, he said it's not, it's not the most common thing in the world, but he says you're kind of like grade zero, which means it's not fully healthy, but there's there's a little bit of damage and inflammation there. And like he can, and I, I mean, I can tell, like I, I did the run yesterday and I, I probably didn't run quicker than nine minute mile. And um, I'm fi- I just can't straighten the legs as well as I usually can. And so there's a restriction there. Today I did four miles and I, I averaged, I think, eight minute mileing. So there's been, it's, it's a big, like, that's a big jump forward. But I ran the same, I'm not going to say effort today. I ran with the same control that if I felt the hamstring anything more than three, four out of 10, then I, then I had to slow that speed down. And so I can just tell there's a restriction there. I, I don't think it's going to pass super quick. I would guess at the middle of next week, I'll be able to do eight miles. But again, I don't think there's going to be a speed component for a while until both the physio and the SNC guy do their job. And that's mainly treatment and rehab stuff. Like I was given some rehab stuff yesterday, which was hamstring walkouts, a couple of long lever, glute bridges, holds. So it's kind of like eccentric work. And that's going to hopefully, hopefully what will happen is we strengthen and we treat and they'll meet in the middle. And then I'll be able to do some strides maybe at some point. And once I can do some strides, then I'll maybe look at a, at a doing an actual training session. But you might find that that doesn't start until definitely not next week, but maybe the week after there'll be room. One of the beauties about having the Sports Institute is we're going to go in, I'm going to go in the lab next Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday and we'll put the altitude uh, seven or eight thousand feet. 
we'll maybe put the temperature to 25 degrees Celsius and I'll just cycle on the spin bike for maybe 60 minutes. <clears throat> and what it does is it just takes the pressure away from thinking I need to rush back to maintain some of that really good fitness that I built up. But also what you don't want to happen is because you have to maybe take your time and usually I rush straight back into training a week or two after the marathon, but maybe this time it'll be three weeks, four weeks. And so what we don't want to do is because we're being really patient with the hamstring, start to lose all that sort of fitness and good consistency that I built in the build up to Houston. So we'll manage this. I, I hope to get up to, if I could get up to doing 45 to 60 minutes of running a day plus the 60 minutes bike in the altitude chamber that would be like tremendous that'd be phenomenal so there let's just see where this goes um <clears throat> i think my advice there today guys if i'm if i'm i think i think i'm in a good place so i think it's easy to make certain decisions like this but believe me it was making these decisions in the past that got me to this good place and i, and I hope that really hits home like it wasn't always as easy. It's easy when you're fit and it's easy when you've just run a big PB to, to like be smart and to take your time. And But the only way to get to those fast PBs is to make these good decisions, even when it's tough to do so. And I mean, I, I was faced with that before Dublin, you know, like I had the knee problem. And although I wasn't podcasting then, that was that was a really tough two weeks for me to, to know that I had to do what the physio was telling me and rest and I think I only rested maybe three days, but it's still three days that you don't want to rest. Or even in the build up to Houston, when I had the sinus infections and I would maybe miss gym or I would miss like a double run. And again, I think we're creatures of not necessarily habit, but if the plan says do a double run and the plan says do gym, I think we want to do that. And and so all I'm saying is I had to make tough decisions when perhaps I wasn't in the best mind frame and I because I was able to do it or at least do it 80% of the time sometimes I still did a double run when maybe I shouldn't sometimes I maybe still did a, like a run at all when maybe I shouldn't on my knee etc etc I'm not perfect but the good thing is is I do kind of get a bit upset with myself when I do things like that and then I think hey stop doing that don't do that tomorrow you have to rest tomorrow now so that's kind of like one bit of advice there the second bit of advice for me is before Houston had started in my mind I would be running within a day or two because usually marathons don't kill my legs this time the hamstrings were like a massive factor in my recovery but usually I'm okay usually I'm doing a session within 10 days of the marathon so what I'm going to say here guys is I had plans before the marathon even started I was already thinking London marathon I was already um, thinking of even big half marathon which is in a month's time and things like this and that's in London and and all of a sudden like sometimes you can be a bit derailed because of where your body's at and and my advice here is like you just have to roll with it and like be willing to adapt if you need to so what I mean by that is if this is prime example I'm watching Geordie Shore on TV and I, I can't believe the weight swings that these people go through like drastic drastic changes which is just so bloody unhealthy for you but um anyway that was off topic look what i'm saying is guys if you've made plans to do a marathon and it's in eight weeks time 
and you start to pick up problems and you're missing a week and then you're missing two weeks and then you've missed two long runs and etc etc it's okay to change that plan i think people get a bit stubborn and get locked in to like sticking to a plan and and fair enough sometimes you're willing to change your goals but i bet your original goal was probably might have been realistic but it might have been a little bit like ambitious let's call it and then so what happens is when you start to pick up a few problems and then all of a sudden you change your goal a little bit but maybe not enough and then you go to the race you you've you've still invested even though you haven't done a full build up it's still been an emotional investment probably a a financial investment and you race it doesn't go well and then sometimes it's not sometimes it's as a result you get a negative low and you go through a really low period and and perhaps if you look back yourself to your previous couple of years of training i certainly noticed patterns that it was these mentally low problems or like periods that i wasn't able to deal with and then that's what as a result was making me perform poorly in the future because then i would go through a period of training that I was either negative or mentally low about things or I was over aggressive about things. So off coming off a really big low, sometimes what you can do is you can go into the next block of training too aggressive. And with running, you need to be mentally stable, mentally in a really good place. And it sounds stupid, but like we were we were in the car last night and I was out with my friend Michael Dyer we went to watch the football and this just really hits home with me because we were we were about to drive out of a parking space and a, another vehicle came and so we decided to reverse back let that vehicle drive into the space fair enough no harm done anyway as we're as we're about to drive off the person in the vehicle gives us the finger and like honestly I'm not kidding you 5 years ago I would have jumped out of the car and probably punched their window screen and spat in their vehicle and and I was just this emotional raging bull and like and and last night I just laughed and we drove on and Dyer was actually a bit upset about it but like like we there was no there was no emotional reaction it was just like it was almost like i felt sorry for the person for just being so like stupid and petty um like i don't know why they were giving us the finger given the fact that we let them drive into the space but there you go and and so that's 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 what i mean by that i think when you're in a when you're in a good mind frame and you're not you're not either negative because you've had a bad experience but you're not also super aggressive because of that bad experience and when you can find a balance like that that's when you're going to put in a good couple of weeks training that's when you're going to be able to hang back when you need to like all of a sudden what if you're in this bad mental frame and then somebody's pushing the pace and then what happens is you end up pushing the pace even more aggressive and you might not get hurt that time but maybe it fatigues you and then you go into a long run fatigued and you get hurt that day and so this is important guys and and I really think this stems from maybe poor races maybe not even poor races maybe for me it was the poor races when I kind of knew I told you guys I would run 214 I kind of thought I'd run 2413 but I knew for a fact I would run 214 and 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 what that means is like not only do I know the good days, but I know the bad days too. And I know when my body's not right. I know when the buildup hasn't been good enough. And in the past, I used to get like, not necessarily peer pressured, but I was too afraid to kind of withdraw or I didn't want to let a club down or I didn't want to let Ireland down or I didn't want to let my parents down. And, and all of a sudden I would go race and then it would go poorly. And I'd be really upset with myself because I would be like, Stephen, you knew 
not to do that? What are you thinking? Like, you knew you weren't going to run well. Why did you do that? You're weak. You're mentally weak. You can't make big decisions, blah, blah, blah. That's what would go through my head. And you just don't need that. So be smart, guys. I'm now going to have to adjust my goals a little bit. I'm going to have to slow everything down. Luckily, I'm in a good spot and have time to do that. And, and that's great. But look, you guys, this is your life. This is your running career. You can make these decisions yourself. You don't have to make them for anybody else. You don't have to be pushed into doing a race. You don't have to do a race because somebody else is doing it. You can pick the race that suits you. You can pick the race that you've got the long enough time to build properly towards it. Then you can pick a couple of sub races that aren't as big as the main goal, but might help you get to that big goal and and just enjoy it. Like that's one of the things I'm really, really into now is like I picked London Marathon last year and I don't. I just picked it because I love London Marathon. I remember at the start of the year, the plan was actually to focus on like a Stanford 10K or or something like that. And and I end up just calling up my coach and going, you know what, like, let's do London. I absolutely love London. Why would I not be there? How can I possibly let that weekend go past without me being there? And and that's what I mean. If there's races you like doing, if there's races you don't like doing, you don't have to do them. Let's start protecting our brain as much as we protect our body physically. Or if you're not protecting both, start protecting both because they're what get you through good races. You need to be physically strong, but you need to be mentally strong. And I think we are in control of both. So that's something to think about, guys. But look, have a great weekend. I'm going to go watch, I think it's the Northern Ireland uh, Masters and Junior Cross Country. I tweeted earlier, it's a race I won 10 years ago, believe it or not. It was a stinking day. Like, if you're in Belfast today, it was worse. It was so bad. I, I bet people will remember it. 2009, Stormont, blowing wind like crazy. Um, lashing down with rain. It was horrible. And anyway, my coach said sit in to 200 meters to go. Gun goes. I'm about 100 meters into this race. I think somebody like was keeping up with me, for example, and I didn't like that. And off I went and I won by two and a half minutes. And I remember finishing and texting my coach and him being really pissed at me. And he was like, I wanted you to practice. He said, I wanted you to practice sprint finishing but I know he wanted me to practice doing what I was told. And and it was a weakness of mine. I never did what I was told. And I thought because I won, it wasn't a big deal. But just just think, if if my coach had told me on Sunday to sit in, sit in with that group, and I didn't listen, and then I got lost, and then I hurt my hamstrings getting lost, going the wrong way, think how much that impacted my my race. And so... Like this time round, my only goal, my only goal for the race was to run 67 through halfway. That was my plan. And so at least I can walk away saying, well, you stuck to your plan. However, do I think that group could have helped me more? Absolutely. Will that be in my feedback and my review session to run with a group next time, if at all possible? Absolutely. So look, guys, have a good day. If you're competing today, I I really wish you good luck. If you're competing anywhere else today, good luck. Remember to enjoy it. It's not all going to be fun. But if you if you if you take a step back and you simplify it and you, you can enjoy the ride there, you can enjoy your time with your friends before when when it's about to when the gun's about to go, whether you need to click your fingers, whether you need to just snap into race mode, do that. But then equally when it's over, snap out of that. It's not the time to necessarily be upset or be emotional if it doesn't go the way you want. You can do that later when you're at home. Smile, 
don't let it get to you. It's just a race. If it goes well, smile, congratulate the people around you. So have a good day, guys. Well done.